Hello, and welcome to Second Helpings, a Grace Fellowship podcast designed to serve up another round of insight and application from our Sunday morning corporate worship gatherings. Pull up, dig in, and get filled as we take another taste of God's greatness. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Second Helpings. I am Pastor Zach, joined again by Pastor mm. Dan to discuss our service from this past week. Um, Dan, we haven't, because our traveling and stuff, we've both been on planes here. We haven't really been able to get into this new series, but we're doing this new series called Portraits about who God is. Um, so excited to do that this week. We we're talking about God is good, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, looking at some of the ways in which who God is defines what good is. And you know, Dan, maybe it'd be a good idea for us to talk a little bit about these attributes in general as we're kind of starting this Mm. series, to really hammer home the idea that we don't apply these attributes to God. Mm. We get them from God, which you talked a little about in the holiness one. I talked a lot about it on the love one, but maybe just kind of set the groundwork for how we're doing this, that He is the source, He's not the aim, right? Yeah, that's right. Everything we can know about all of the qualities, you can even say of life, that we traffic in, whether it's love or the idea of justice, the idea of goodness, the idea of mercy, all that. He is the standard by which, because he is the definition by which all of those qualities are derived. So therefore, if somebody misdefines love and they misapply love, uh, they're doing that at the expense of their own life, and God is the one who establishes it. So therefore, when God does something, it is love, it is good, it is justice, depending on what area of life it touches. And so therefore, to make sure we understand who God is, everything down lines affected. And so if you, from 60s, 70s, 80s, you, you have a concept of love that is flowing from radio songs from love songs and they're feeling based what you have as a generation which we do by and large that think uh, through love based on a feeling so i can fall into love i can fall out of love and when people get married on the premise of that's love oh. their their marriages uh, really struggle because love is a verb as dc talks said yeah, not right. <laughs> not so much and you know, the adjective and so while it can be so therefore saying, okay, this is love. God is love. He demonstrates love for us while we're yet sinners. Christ died for us. That's commitment. We see that love. Jesus gives himself for the church. All of a sudden now my idea of love is different. So that's my idea of a wife and a family is different right. and everything down light is affected. Yeah. So that's why getting the character of God really matters. And the things that churches are facing today, the dysfunctions, it's because... They've downsold the character of God, or they've misunderstood a character of God, or they just simply have been lazy and haven't looked into it. And so it's it, look at it this way from a kind of a cosmic sight. The character of God is like the sun in our universe, and everything else yeah. rotates around. Yeah, that's right. I think one of the things that we I want to encourage people with is... We're not saying you have to fully understand and comprehend all these characteristics of God. You will not. No, no, it's (laughs) impossible. 15,000 years from now, we'll be learning things about who God is. Um, So there's a sense in which we'll 
we'll be deficient with, with them and we'll continue working against that deficiency. We'll mm-hmm. grow in understanding mm-hmm. them. But yep. if you get them wrong, yeah. you forfeit them. Yep. So like if you get love wrong, if you get goodness wrong, if you get God's just wrong, you actually cannot function in those yep. categories yep. because you're now doing the wrong thing. You're, you'll remember this, I know, because it's your favorite movie. We've talked about it a number of times. The beginning of The Little Mermaid. Right, waiting. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. I was like, "Where is that one going?" Uh, but it's funny you, you uh, popped in my head. Maybe because I was next to Disneyland yeah. all week yeah, last week. But she sings this song where she's found all the little mermaid finds all these little uh, pieces of trash in the ocean. I don't she know has, if I've ever seen. Oh, one. oh, well, well you yeah. gotta see them. You're granddad now. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't that's, know. Uh, that's true. It's back before we where we can actually watch Disney. I don't have to worry about it. Uh, but she has a fork that she uses for combing her hair, and it's um, silly and it's funny in the movie. But once you use something incorrectly, you forfeit the actual purpose of it. She's not going to use the forfeit for, oh, for food, right? Yeah. Um, and I think we do that. We That's what that's what's at risk in misunderstanding yeah. the characteristics of God. It's not just that you're off. You're forfeiting all the wonder yeah. and joy that yeah. comes from experiencing them. So you might have a deficient understanding, a smaller understanding. That's great. You can grow in it, and you will forever. Just don't have a wrong understanding of it. Yeah, like if somebody said, hey, I'm going to California, and you said, here's a map, or here's an app, or here's a compass, and they said, I don't know those things. I'm just kind of, I'm going to feel my way across. You'd go... You're not going to make it to California, yeah. like you're. Is, and if you do, it's going to take a lot of trial and error, difficulty and expense. And so, therefore, just like no one would ever do that, it just makes so much sense. And this is the thing: people that aren't uh, even following God, they traffic in His attributes, or they want to. Mm. So, in other words, why is it wrong for somebody to lie to somebody else? Ultimately, it's because God is truth. Yeah. But and people go, "Don't lie to me." Well, why? Because you shouldn't. And they they want the value right. of the attribute. They want the value of the absolute, but they disconnect God from it. Yeah. So we are yearning for that. We're all, yeah. all absolutes can can be attributable and traced back to the character of God. That's Every right. absolute. If it's an absolute, you'll find its characteristic in God. Yeah. And so therefore, uh, it's really important to get this right because we're created from him. Life doesn't make sense yeah. if you don't understand these things in the way God intended. And that's where it can get a little bit risky because all of God's attributes are displayed in creation. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. That's why people do them, yeah. right? They're in, they're innate in there. Mm-hmm. Now, we are so thankful to have the word to which we can decipher them in a much more meaningful way. Yeah. But the fact is people are trafficking these things. We've had so much talk about justice over the past few years. Yeah. And even when people try to come to it with a biblical worldview, you still go... I think maybe you grabbed a scripture, but you didn't look at the God who wrote the Bible That's when right. you did that. Yeah. We have all kinds of problems in yeah. doing it. So there's a lot. It's tricky terrain we play because God's character is displayed in all of creation, mm. and the most pagan of pagans is still, whether or not they want to or not, yeah. they're still going to reflect it in some way because he he set the game board up, right? He's yeah. the one who made it. But it's our not only our responsibility, but our privilege as those who have been rescued from that darkness to seek the light and understand who he is. And what blessing there is in understanding the Lord who made you. Yeah, and the people that downsell the character of God say, oh, I don't really need to know. You can actually, when it, the talk of socialism, all this other yeah. stuff, you can actually combat socialism from a reflection of the character of God. Because oh, yeah. people often think, well, the idea of socialism, we have all things in common, that's the early church. That wasn't socialism because that was a free thing that they're engaging in. Yeah. So they misunderstand that. 
And so they, they have the idea of God takes on the role of government or government takes on the role of God and forcing people. Yeah. And that's a violation of the goodness of God. That's a violation of the justice of God. That's a violation of our inherent Imago Dei right. that the government has to think for us. So these things, again, have tentacles through social constructs that um, speak to the very issues that many people have anxiety about yeah, today. That's right. This is not trivia, right? And in no way trivial. If we no, are made no, no, for no. the purpose of displaying who yeah. God is, if we're made to display his character, well, you probably need to know what you're supposed to be displaying. Yeah, and you're you're in a system, a world system, that is constantly seeking to erode. So, for right. example, uh, I'm writing something on uh, people transitioning and trying to guide a girl, girl to guy. And there's an article that was the New York Post ran that talks about uh, uh, someone who transitioned to a um, a girl to a guy, and now she's uh, in her late 20s and going, what in the world have I done? Did this when she was 12 years old, in support of her family. So the, 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 the point is, is that um, this person didn't think, they didn't consciously think this, they didn't believe that God was good because they were made trapped in another body. Right. But if you know God's good, and if you believe that, even if you have the dysphoria, they call it, you go, no, but God has made me this way. So therefore, I believe that. And parents stand in the gap and say, no, honey, uh, this is who you are, and it is beautiful and it is wonderful. Even if you feel some disconnect from it, let's walk with you through this. Versus the world rushes in and goes, yes, that's right. Yeah. Did God really say? Mm -hmm. In other words, God isn't so good. They don't say it in God terms, but yeah, you really weren't meant to be that way. All of the stuff we're seeing in regard to that is an assault on the goodness of God, several steps removed. But that's where the world assaults it, the enemy assaults it, just like he did in the garden. Did God really say you shouldn't eat? In other words, God isn't so good, and we're seeing it. Every day. Yeah. And I th- something I think for maybe equipping people who are, who are very concerned about this, which we, we understand concern, but there isn't sense where you could become um, overly zealous if you forget the fight you're fighting. And what I mean by that is mm. when you know the character of God and you get more secure in it, it doesn't matter what the details of the social fight are. Mm. You've won. Right? It might not yep. look that way. I, he- yeah. I hear sometimes people get concerned about, you know, well, we, we, should, we should win. Well, you can't win more. We've already won. That's like, right. That's right. right. More than conquerors <laughs> yes, is a, a good win. Yes. Robins is a good thing to read. Yeah. But one of the great things... So when I was uh, preparing the message last week on love, uh, a brother I was talking to said, he's like, oh, well, you can talk about how this isn't love, this isn't love, this isn't love. I was like, well, slow down. It's not a series. <laughs> I said, but what's what's rewarding about when we talk about all these characteristics is as you rightly understand that attribute of God... Yeah. You, you can dismantle other things, but you don't have to. For instance, with something like transitioning, yeah. you go, or you talk about gender stuff with, well, love is love. Um, and I, I actually saw that while I was prepping for the message, and I thought, that's 100% true. Love is love. You're right mm-hmm. about that. You're just wrong about what love is, yeah. right? So if love is the display of who God is, this is the most loving thing that can occur, you go, well, God didn't create two people from the same gender to sure. be in that type of relationship. Yeah. So immediately who God is eliminates that aspect that's of right. love. It's that's false. Right. And that's going to happen. We're going to see that happen all summer long. As yep. we go through every attribute, you're going to see, we might not hit in our application part of the message, the thing that you were thinking about. Yeah. But if you pay attention to the content, you go, absolutely applies to that. It takes care of it. The character of God 
is really a simple diagram for how to live in this complex world. Yeah. Not in the sense that God is simple, but if you know him, yep. you know how to walk according because to him. Because he designed it all on the basis of who he is. Right. So when he had that cadence six times in Genesis yeah. chapter 1, where he talked about it is good, it is good, it is good, it is good. So that belief in that goodness, in that order, order that he's created, brings clarity. Anytime confusion, frustration, anger... It's all a derivative of a a misunderstanding of God's character. So when people are confused about gender, it's because they've drifted away from the clarity that God has given us in his orderly universe. Uh, There are no animals in the sea going, oh, I'm not this, I'm not a whale, I'm actually a porpoise. No, because God made them that way. We're the only ones rebelling against that. Uh, In the direct connection is God. I had a conversation with somebody this morning, and they have a relative who's struggling with the existence of God. And he's talking to this person intellectually about all these different arguments. And I challenged him because this is absolutely true that atheism is not an intellectual argument because mm. it can't be won on an intellectual basis. Right. Because in order to, to say God doesn't exist, to be an atheist, there's no God, a theist, uh, in order to do that, you actually have to become God. Yeah. You have to say, I'm everywhere and God isn't here, effectively. So it's not an intellectual argument. What is it then? I think it's a moral argument. It's that people, and they masquerade as intellectual, people don't want to have someone telling them what to do. So therefore, in their being, they crowd God out of the room, and they make it sound intellectual, but it is a moral argument. There's something in their life that they want to justify, or they don't want to hand over, and they love it. And so they don't even think about it necessarily. But when someone talks to an atheist, again, this is a disconnect from the character of God. It's because they don't understand the goodness of God. So therefore, they they love themselves. I can't remember who it was, the um, philosopher. It might have been David Hume. If you guys want to follow up with me, I'll I'll remember to um, find out who it is, so I'll be accurate here. But made the point that um, you can't give the Christian the character of God. Like, if you give them God, their argument holds up. Hmm. I thought, isn't that so interesting? Hmm. Right? It's the, like, you can dismantle the rest of Christianity. You just sure. can't give them who God is. Sure. And it's like, well, that's kind of the whole point, isn't it? The whole point in being atheistic is we're just going to out of hand go, well, that kind of guy can't exist. It's obvious. But once you give the premise, yeah. you go, oh, yeah, well, it all makes sense. Well, yeah, it and, does. and the funny thing is, is that people traffic in this unwittingly all the time. So the other day, somebody, well, I was talking with them about um, a friend of them said, uh, they were judging them, and they were trying to give them the gospel in a specific area. And I and I said to them, just stop for a second, think about this. So they're saying you're judging them, but how do they arrive at the conclusion? Yeah. They're judging you. In other words, they're misunderstanding what judging is. Judging is not when you have an opinion or a belief. Judging is that Jesus condemned in Luke 6 is a judging that has no mercy it's a form of condemnation. In other words, you can never be more than you are. That's judging. And so uh, the same thing when it comes to people who say there's no absolutes, and then you say, well, is that an absolute? Absolutely <laughs> not. In other words, God has seeded the universe, seeded our existence with these contradictions where he He laughs. And he goes, you, you're not going to be able to escape from the reality. I created you, and my characteristics are laced all through humanity. Life doesn't make sense without my characteristics. And so as Christians, we pick those up periodically and go, life doesn't make sense without this. And people love them, but they just don't want to submit to the Lordship of Christ. So that's where we graciously and kindly 
and sometimes forcefully give them the gospel that they need to reconcile with the Savior of the world and their sinner, and there's been a provision made uh, for them where he's became sin so that we can become the righteousness of God in Christ. Uh, that's good stuff. I will give a quick pitch. If you're looking for a major, well, I guess parents, I'm not going to spend your money, but if kids, please don't be afraid of philosophy. Please don't be afraid of oh, believing in no. secular philosophy. Yeah. It's actually secular philosophers end up uh, training the best apologists <laughs> because oh, yeah. the methodology they use is actually really sound to stay secure in your faith. But because they're trapped into using the yeah. logic that God created, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's kind of a losing proposition. <laughs> yeah, William Lane Craig is a, is a hitter that I really enjoy on that. And so debates and stuff, I, I really, that's a bit like candy for yeah. me. And we don't, uh, we, it's like, we don't, brothers that do this stuff, we don't agree with them all things, but the methodology yeah. is so Christian cool. in and of itself. It's a, it's an irony to me that you have atheistic philosophers. They're, they've kind of lost every time they go to the mic. Yeah. Or at least from our perspective. Yeah. So anyway, I want to use that when you're talking about gimmick creation, let's pivot just for a little bit to the actual idea of goodness. Yeah. Um, Cause I think one of the things that will be helpful for our, our people as we're going through these different attributes is they do overlap a lot. Yeah. Because that's the way God is yeah. designed and actually yeah. does. Personal. But we also want to think about the distinctness of why then, why do we, why do we separate the attributes? Yeah. And I think you really did a good job talking about in creation and bringing out this idea of almost the teleos, the, the completeness yeah. of what that means when something is good. Yeah. It is the full representation mm. of what a thing could be. Yeah. And we we can't ever comprehend that because we'll never have an idea of what fullness is apart mm. from looking at things like creation, looking from Christ as the first full human in that sense, the teleos of completed mm. um, in his humanity. So just uh, when you see that in creation, what was it? You had a lot of scripture to look at. Mm. I mean, God's goodness is on all the pages, yeah. right? Why was it that you went there and then particularly to Romans as well, which I thought was also a really good pivot? What made you think, this is where I want to I camp out for this message? Yeah, because it's an enormous subject. So in looking at uh, trying to de derive, okay, how do we know the idea of goodness? Well, we know it from what God expresses about himself. He talks about the goodness of himself, whether it's in the Psalms and a variety of places, that he is good. And so then we see it also in not what he says about himself. We see it in the actions that is teaching. Then we see it personified in Christ. So jumping from the creative order that, he, that we see this in creation and then all the way after we're reconciled in Christ as Christians, there's a lot of uh, room in between that. But back to the point we were talking about, the people strain for it. One of the things I was going to do, but I didn't, Socrates in the original forms, that, that is same in Greek mythology, had the same idea. In other words, everything on this planet has a, an ultimate form yeah. within the uh, pantheon of God. So therefore a chair, a table, whatever, there's an ultimate chair, there's an ultimate table. So there's a sense in which we derive all our understanding of goodness from some ultimate self. Standard, yeah. And in researching that, I said, that's that's building on the backs of the Hebrew understanding of the goodness of God, just yeah. in a twisted, yeah. sideways way. So um, the methodology is is was a it made sense to me, but is a lot of work to kind of mine all of it out and then synthesize it in a way that made sense. Yeah. We should have like that, that's one of the that's one of the big errors we've made in this series is we're covering these attributes in one week. We need like at least four geez. weeks for each attribute. Right? I mean, but the problem is you have four well, weeks and then you go, I still years. don't have time. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah and then, yeah. so what we try to do is give it enough that two things. Number one, this is who God is. Enough that they would go, wow, yeah. and inspires them to worship, and then give them enough handles yeah. how this looks in our life, so that they have a grid system. We've likened it to a satellite GPS system. 
that there's over 20 satellites in the atmosphere that is always helping you understand where you are at any right. given moment. And so that's what his characteristics do. So when I see somebody goes, this is good, we should do this, go, wait a minute, how does that relate to God? Mm. And then we create that GPS, oh, this is loving, or this is justice. And you go, well, you you define justice as this person wins, this person loses. I don't define justice that that's way. Right. So that's what the goal is. They can't, it lets you know they can't be defined differently. Like you get these kind of stakes in the that's ground, right. and those, yeah. are the, those are the standards by which you live by. That's right. The, um, one of the things I thought was interesting in reflection as our, as our family was talking about the message later, in going through Genesis, obviously before man, um, and mm-hmm. then in the work of Christ and the completion of what he does, you see the standard being set when God does something that is, uh, it kind of goes back to holiness, apart from humanity's influence. Right, like not mm. influencing though we we don't influence God, but involvement. Sure. Right, so yeah. you see the creation, and I saw good, 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 and we see very good with yep. the pinnacle and the image bearers. And then I'm thinking about this idea of Romans and all things working together for good for those who love God and are called according to His purpose. And think about His ultimate purpose, mm-hmm. um, His theological end of mm-hmm. displaying who He is. Um, you go; these are all that was Christ's work. When what God does is always the standard of mm-hmm. how we define that thing. The mm-hmm. only reason everything is not good is us. That's right. Like, we're the, we're the problem. So does it make any yeah. sense for us to then flip the script and go, well, God's not good because I said so. That's right. Well, yeah. You're the problem. Right? Yeah. You're not the one who's defining what it is. You yeah, you're effectively claiming to be God, and yeah. yet you're not showing any of the attributes that are unique to God. And go. so then you go... As an extension of that, now I understand why hell has to exist. Mm. Because for somebody to impose on God what things should be, if it's if it's not the way I want, you're not a good God, and then therefore I try to blot you out of my life. Yeah. Everybody who thinks that rightly in balance goes, that's exactly why there's yeah. a hell. Because people who do that have created a tyranny in the universe that is unrivaled. There's yeah. nothing like that. It's like an ant coming up to you and condemning you yeah. for who you are. How dare you yeah. not give me that? How dare? And we don't even have any way to analogize it. It's an ant and a person. I mean, there's there's no way to actually quantify yeah. the level of betrayal and tyranny that is. Uh, the only way that we could understand it is the idea of hell. And we don't fully understand what the concept of hell is other than it's getting giving people what they say they wanted an abandonment of god okay you're completely mm. separated from mm. god which is horrible yeah. and yet in hell they get exactly what they wanted so it's not just the idea of, of fire but it's the idea of i'm completely separated that's exactly what they wanted yep, yep. i don't and I don't think we understand how frequently we do this, even as redeemed people. And the Lord is slow to anger with us. Yeah. We're misrepresenting him all the time. Yeah. And that is a huge punishment. There's deserving of huge punishment for that. And thankfully for those of us that have been redeemed, it's been placed on Christ. That's right. But it is very right yeah. that it gets placed on somebody. I thought a good yeah. example of this. Mm. Dan, who's your favorite football team? Pittsburgh Steelers. There you go. The standard. So you guys heard it. Dan is a Dallas Cowboys. No, don't say Dan that. Don't that's say exactly that. Exactly what he no. just said. Yeah, that's, and what I'm going to now do is I'm going to go around wearing T-shirts that say that's Dan horrific. is a Dallas Cowboys yeah, fan. I'm going to go out and work a job that supports the idea of promoting Dan yeah, yeah, as a yeah, Dallas yeah, Cowboys yeah. fan. He's tearing up, folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is what we do with God, and we don't realize we're doing it all yeah, the time. It's true. We're saying this is what he said. But this is what I'm going to tell you. Yeah. Um, and that 
in that sense, we understand that's a very punishable. I don't want to be misrepresented that way. Yeah. You, don't you say that about me. I didn't say that. They're twisting my words. Yeah, we all, those are all things we hear a lot anymore. But we do it with God all the time. And then we think, well, we should get a pass. Yeah, and that makes sin utterly sinful. That's right. Uh, and that's exactly true. By the way, I'm going to see the Steelers play the Falcons on the December 4th. <laughs> oh, I got that for my Father's Day gift. You know, it'll be nice my about boys. that. You'll be able to understand God's mercy. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately, I got a feeling that's not going to yeah, work out yeah, well yeah. for us Falcons. I think fans. we're going to have more Steeler fans there than uh, Falcons fans. <laughs> yeah. That'll be it. And that's the a Christian life. <laughs> there you go. Well, it's good stuff. I'm so thankful we're doing this again. We know, guys uh, and gals, we're, we're not going to be able to cover all this stuff. No. Uh, and, no. And, and that's a beautiful thing. We're yeah. thankful for that. Yeah. We do not want to preach to you a God we can explain in a 10 week sermon series. <laughs> um, he is much greater than that. But what we do mm. know will come from it is as we faithfully look at the scripture, Worship, yeah, appreciation, right. and joy That's comes right. from knowing this God. So, mm-hmm. thank you for doing it. Thank you for setting it up. Yeah. Um, you got this week again, and I think we've got just yeah. And then we've got a Grace Talk, and then we've got I think Larry, maybe Pat. Pat, okay, yeah. So we've got yeah. some other pastors be doing yeah. some of these attributes during the summer. So looking forward to it. Yep. Until then, you guys stay focused on spreading God's fame, especially as we're talking more about who He is. You spread the fame of God by making disciples of Jesus Christ and enjoy every moment of it. Until later, we'll see you next time.